the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Joe showed him. That's right. The big guy took advantage of his position as the most powerful and influential person on the planet to show the world what an idiot he is. And in doing so, he beat a very competitive field to win a very prestigious award. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. And Joe had a lot of competition there. I guess we could have given it to any one of the world leaders involved in the summit that he was uh, dealing with in the last couple of days because of their willingness to promote one of the greatest hoaxes in human history. They're all out there and all jerks, but the big guy set himself apart by showing up on a Zoom call. I guess world leaders use Zoom or something like it, I guess. Maybe it's a little bit more sophisticated. Anyway, he was in a room by himself, and he was wearing a mask, and he was the only world leader wearing one. So you see this big board with, you know, you've seen these uh, uh, big screens with multiple uh, squares with faces in each one from all over the world. Uh, he was the only one in all those people list showing up there on the screen wearing a mask. And he embarrassed himself in the United States of America doing it. Uh, now, keep in mind, Joe was vaccinated three months ago, and he's still out there. <laughs> he wears masks everywhere he goes. I think he wears a mask in the shower. You should take a picture of him taking a shower with a mask on, and then they could use that as a... Uh, an inspiration for people everywhere. And Joe's the guy, by the way, who's constantly reminding each and every one of us to get the vaccine so that we can get back to living normal lives. You know, not wearing a mask, for example. So he takes the opportunity to be seen by the entire world in a situation where he could encourage people who are hesitant about getting a shot to go out and get one. Instead, he serves as an advertisement for the stupidity of getting a vaccine which doesn't prevent, uh, doesn't prevent you from having to wear a mask. Why would I get that vaccine if I still have to wear a mask? Why would anybody? Uh, for, for a disease that has a, a, a 90, you have a 99.8% chance of surviving unless you're really old or really sick already. You know all those details. Anyway, it's just it's stupid beyond belief. And uh, stupid enough to beat out past winners like Nancy Pelosi and Sandy Cortez this week for the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award to Joe Biden. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the big guy's idiotic proposals for fighting climate change uh, with Sterling Burnett of the Heartland Institute. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. 
And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offer's valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. According to the Wall Street Journal, the new book, The Great Devaluation, is the number one business book in the world. Hi, my name's Adam Barada, two-time national best-selling author and owner of Advantage Gold, hands down the highest-rated gold firm in the country. We help investors put physical metals inside their IRAs. My first book, Gold is a Better Way, sparked a movement. My new book, The Great Devaluation, is the number one book in the country. I believe every investor should own physical metals. It's why I'm giving away my best-selling book to anyone with an IRA with over $100,000 for free. Call 800-900-8000 to get the bestseller, The Great Devaluation, sent directly to your door. That's 800-900-8000. The new decision is now obvious. Don't you deserve to do it with the best? Call 800-900-8000 for your free book today. That's 800-900-8000. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 3388. Enjoy. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Lens S and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit LensS.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Well, the big guy beat out some tough competition to win the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award, as I mentioned before the break there. And when word gets back to the leaders from around the world that he won it, they'll understand. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, Mr. Trust the Science showed up at a Zoom meeting wearing a mask. He was the only one. And this is the guy who's going to save the planet with his plan to stop the climate from changing. He has a plan, and it's as bad as he promised it would be. Uh, Sterling Burnett is a senior fellow on environmental policy and the managing editor of Environment and Climate News at the Heartland Institute, and he joins us now. Sterling, thanks for coming on again. Always happy to have you here. Always good to be on. So, uh, did you catch Joe wearing a mask uh, for a Zoom call today (laughs) with world leaders? It's it's almost like a, it's like a Dilbert cartoon. You see these Dilbert yeah. cartoons where the yeah. pointy-haired boss wears a mask, and uh, he, his employees convince him that that's necessary, and uh, the engineers are just laughing behind his back. Except this time, of course, it's the other world. You know, every other leader in the world, uh, most especially China and uh, Putin and Russia, uh-huh. uh, the preem of of India, all these guys that are going to keep growing their economies at the expense of the U.S. as, as Biden uh, basically shuts us down. So, but, <laughs> I mean, 
this is this is a guy who's 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 telling us about science. I mean, climate yeah. change is supposed to be all about science. He Democrats don't know anything about science. Who was the expert that they invited to testify on Earth Day? A seventeen-year-old girl right. with a form of autism. That's their climate expert that, that they this is the the Congress invited him to testify. Not not a climate scientist. Uh, a seventeen-year-old girl with uh, a form of autism. So not- you know when you, when they're taking scientific advice from her and policy advice from her, uh, <laughs> it, it pretty much tells you all you need to know. Um, the stu- Sterling, the stuff that's going on is it, it's, it's, it's. I mean. We had <laughs> we we had Caitlyn Jenner. I'm not that this has anything to do with what we're talking about, but I mean it's something that Caitlyn Jenner, who used to be a man and won the decathlon, is now right. running for governor of California as a woman. It's I mean this is the and and this is also supposed to be science. All this now is supposed to be science. Well, that's you know I, I saw a cartoon when uh, the. Uh, the the lady, I guess a lady, that they uh, put in Health and Human Services uh, used to be, I think, Pennsylvania's. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, right? the former man. And the cartoon, yeah. The, yeah, the former man, and, and the and, and the cartoon said, "You got to follow the science, except for gender yeah. and all that stuff." That's that's just BS. No, no, that's <laughs> you know, that's it's the like person I used to refer to as Aunt Rachel around here. That's Rachel Levine. Uh, yeah, Levine so. Basically, they want to tr- they want you to follow what they call science when what they call science supports what they really want to do anyway. In the end, um, he is bought and paid for by the radical left at this stage. Uh, they he he owes their I don't know if it's election, but he owes the presidency to them and their actions. Yeah. And uh, now he's uh, paying them off, right? And he's doing that at America's expense. He is going to cut our emissions by putting tens of thousands of Americans out of work from high-paying jobs. He's going to put thousands of Americans out of work in lower-paying jobs that produce less energy, less reliable energy. And while China and India and others go on their merry way building coal-fired power plants in their own countries, buying influence by building coal-fired power plants in Africa and across Asia, um, (laughs) emissions go up. If you're worried about this sort of thing, emissions go up and our economy goes down. This, uh, you know, the Chinese minister is playing Biden like a drum. He seems like he's willing to concede our standards on human rights, our standards on the economy. You know, he's he's willing to sell out Hong Kong. He's willing to sell out the the Uyghur minority and our longstanding standards on uh, uh, religious minorities. Uh, he's uh, willing to sell out our economy. Uh, he wants to more co- more wind and more solar. Guess where wind and solar is built? China. It's a build back better in China policy is what he's pushing. Well, but he's they're they're selling or he's trying to sell the idea that that uh, we'll take that business away from China because we will have such a demand for. Uh, wind and solar, because everything because everything else is going to be gone, that we'll have no choice, right? But to become a uh, major producer of solar panels. Well, no. Here's the problem: wind and solar take rare earth minerals, and we don't have a we have a single right. rare earth mineral mine operating in the U.S. And we don't refine any of the rare earth minerals that are necessary for these in the U.S. Guess where they're refined? China. So it's a full employment for the Chinese. Policy is what he's doing. But I mean, if, if China they, doesn't they like must... something, if China doesn't like something he's doing, they'll cut off our supply of rare earths, and it won't matter how many power plants they build; they won't get the essential minerals needed to build uh, wind turbines, batteries, and solar panels. But uh, Sterling, you know this. I mean, I know this. I've seen it many times. I. I, I I mean, I don't, I don't know how much the average person who doesn't do a talk show or, or work for a, 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 an organization like you work for, an institute like the Heartland Institute, they don't pay attention to, uh, to these things as much as you and I might. But, I mean, this is not a big secret that, that China is where all this stuff is made. 
So uh, they have to know this. How are they? I mean, is it, a, it can't just be a blatant attempt to to turn the government of the U.S. over, you know, the future of the United States over to China. They can't be that stupid, can they? Or I evil, tr- one well, or the other. Well, you got you, you've got two things here. I truly think uh, Biden believes in magic. Um, I, I think he thinks energy is going to fall like manna from heaven. But mm-hmm. you've got to remember, the people that are advising him aren't pro-American. They want to punish America. They say America's sin. AOC is not a fan of America. Uh, um, and her allies, uh, well, the, the, the woman from uh, Minnesota, um, not Rashid Tlaib. Now, she's from Minnesota. Omar, Ilhan Omar. Omar. Now, we gave her everything. She is a refugee from a country where she would be stoned for her actions uh, by the by the uh, religious authorities there. And she comes over here and she says America is racist. Yeah. These people yeah. don't like America. And they and, and, and the environmentalists, they want us to go back to the Pleistocene. They believe that we need to live simpler lifestyles with fewer children. And how to do that is cut off energy, make people live less well, make people starve, and we'll get back to their nirvana. Now, Biden says he plans to cut U.S. emissions at least in half by 2030. Yep. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's nine years from now. How do you like his yep. chances of being able to do that? He won't be around when that's supposed to be there. I mean, you want to see it, the future? Look at the Dow Jones yesterday and look at your gas prices since he has taken office. They've gone from a buck mm-hmm. eighty a gallon here in Texas to over two eighty in Texas. Uh, you, it's only going to go up under Biden. And you know what? There are elections long before 2030. My suspicion mm-hmm. is there's a good chance he's going to lose the House and the Senate in the midterms. And if so, uh, it'll largely be because he is putting Americans out of work. He's not putting Americans back to work after the pandemic. He's putting Americans out of work. Remember, his first he's the first president I know of, the first president I know of, to on his first day in office sign executive orders that intentionally put people out of work. He put thousands of people out of work on the Keystone XL pipeline, betraying a, a, a major trading partner for us, Canada, at the same time. He put thousands of people out of work on the border wall when he put that the kibosh on that. So he intentionally put union members out of work, people who su- su- supported him. So I don't think he's going to have – Will they still? can they steal elections? Maybe. But in an honest election, is, is – he, are, are the Democrats going to keep the House and Senate? I highly doubt that. And certainly, I don't see him having a second term, even if his health holds out. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to picture him at 81 running for re-election. Uh, yeah. Sterling uh, Burnett is our guest, senior fellow on environmental policy. He's also the managing editor of Environment and Climate News at the Heartland Institute. So under the Paris Climate Agreement in 2015, Obama cut... The uh, his 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 plan was to cut the emissions by twenty six to twenty eight percent. Where's yeah. Joe getting the idea that he can double that? That was that's what he's saying. And in three and, years, oh, he, 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 wants, six he years. wants to double that and then be net zero by twenty fifty. Uh, yeah. No gasoline, no oil, no natural gas. You know, they want us. You got places like California. And um, and Washington State that are saying, and, and Massachusetts, of course, all Democrat-run states where yeah. uh, <laughs> where they have riots uh, all the time uh, under their uh, no police policies, mm-hmm. and um, they want to bring California to the nation. Now, California has the worst electric grid in the nation. They have blackouts, not rarely, not every 10 years you might have a, a, short, a shortfall. No, every year during the summer they have shortfalls now. And they they're have scheduled. Because, they, right. because they're doing what Biden wants to do for the nation. Go all green. Get rid of fossil fuels. Don't rely on anything that produces carbon dioxide. Well, you can do that. California proves you can do that. But what you can't do is that and have a reliable electric, a modern electric system. If you want a third-world electric system, this is what you build. 
Now, he's calling it a clean energy revolution. Uh, China's not <laughs> interested in the revolution. So, so how much can, can be revolutionized? Well, I mean, China's they, they can do a lot. They can do a lot, of da- they can do a lot of damage. They are every day. Every time they shut down a coal fuel powder plant in America and replace it with wind and solar, they destroy landscapes, they kill wildlife, and they deliver, they take what was a modern electric system that supplied on-demand energy, and they make it one where you hope and pray when you turn on your lights, you'll have lights. When you turn on your air conditioning, you'll have air conditioning, that your freezer doesn't thaw out. But that's the system they're replacing. They're taking a modern system that was reliable and relatively inexpensive, and they're replacing it with one that's more expensive uh, and less reliable. Now, I I don't know. I'll I'll be honest. It surprised me when Biden won because he said he was going to do this. Mm -hmm. I think enough people just believe that if a politician says he can do something, it can be done. He says he can provide all this green energy, not produce any CO2, save, stop this, like King Canute, stop the uh, tides from rising. And he can do it while he's providing millions of jobs, not adding to the deficit. You know, basically everything good and nothing bad. And you know what? There is no free lunch. Yeah. No, and, no, and, and, physics, the- and physics doesn't change just because you want it to. And the physics of our electric power system is... If you want reliable energy, you have to provide something that's baseload, and that's coal, natural gas, nuclear. Yeah. Now, if the uh, U.S. were to reach uh, net zero emissions by 2050, which he thinks he can do, uh, yeah. how much difference would it make? Let's just say that it happened. Okay. Uh, well, temperature-wise, less than a tenth of a degree 100 years from now. Uh, sea level rise, less than three sheets of paper laid flat, uh, and who said that? Not Sterling Burnett. Uh, Obama's EPA testified that if they got their way, when they were pushed by the Senate, well, how, what's going to be the impact? What's going to be the impact? Well, not much, but that's not how we measure success. Well, they measure success is whether everybody else goes along with them. But there's a difference between everyone actually going along and everyone saying they're going along. Big difference. Yeah. China says, China said in the Paris Agreement that they expect to peak their emissions in 2030. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But what they didn't say is where emissions would peak at. If they double from where they are today, it doesn't matter what anybody else in the world does. I saw a piece by James Taylor of the, uh, of the Heartland Institute that yep. uh, 25 activist groups filed a petition with the EPA last week to restrict hog and dairy farming. So uh, yeah, well, no more bacon, no more milk. Every, every, every aspect of American society will have to change for Biden to be net zero. Farmers won't be able to farm like they have done so. We won't have relatively inexpensive meat and dairy products. We'll pay more necessarily if, because all the inputs that go into it will be more expensive. You don't have modern farming if you don't have chemical fertilizers and pesticides. That's going to go up because he's restricting fossil fuel development. You don't have uh, regular meat on your table if you don't have hogs and chickens and and, uh, cows. Well, if you're going to make it more costly to raise hogs, chickens, and cows, by saying you've got to restrict them, you've got to somehow figure out a way to stop them from burping and farting. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the, the easiest way to do that is to go out of business, is to stop raising hogs, chickens, and cows. Um, basically, ev- the cost of everything is going to have to go up, so people will, what it, which is what it's really all about, is forcing people to use less and to do with less, to live simpler lifestyles. I mean, remember, these are the folks that are actually advocating we eat insects. Well, They're trying to sell it as a, a delicacy. They're trying to sell it as a delicacy. Oh, we eat lower yeah. on the food chain in insects, so we get some, some crazy celebrity chef who takes a bit of a grasshopper and says, yummy, and everybody <laughs> should do that. Hey, that's, uh, I'm out of time, uh, 
Sterling, and uh, I, I really appreciate you coming on, but uh, it's, it's like we're living in, uh, it's a Monty Python movie. But I, 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 I'd it like is. to have you on again. We'll see how far he goes with this. Thanks. Okay, take care. Okay, that's Sterling Burnett of the uh, Heartland Institute. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. White House Press Secretary Jin Psaki says President Biden's first overseas trip as Commander-in-Chief will happen in June. He will attend the G Summit in uh, Cornwall, which is happening from June 11th through the 13th. He will then travel to Brussels, uh, Belgium, where he will participate in the NATO Summit on June 14th. And while in Brussels, the president will also participate in the U.S. EU summit. The meetings with the uh, U.S. close allies come as Mr. Biden has invited Russian President Vladimir Putin to a summit in the coming months, though no date has yet been set. The Commerce Department reporting sales of new homes exploded 20.7% in March, rebounding from a drop in February caused in part by severe winter storms in many parts of the country. On Wall Street, the Dow up 258 points and the NASDAQ 220 points higher. This is SRN News. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate, like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Jay Sekulow reacts to court packing. Now, they just put the, I think it was just Monday or Tuesday of this week that we discussed the commission being formed that was supposed to look at the whole Supreme Court issue. And before the commission is even, the ink is dry on their commissions, you've got House Democrats in and Senate Democrats introducing, they call it the Judiciary Act of 2021. Jay Sekulow, live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, at a.m. 1250. The answer. Oh, Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Oh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom, come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at genesis950.com genesis 950 much cheaper than replacing your carpets am 1250 and fm 92.5 the answer a division of salem media group listen on the answer mobile app smart speakers tune in iheart or radio.com stuck in traffic we've got the answer 
Plenty of pockets of volume on the outbound Parkway East Boulevard of the Allies up to Edgewood Swissvale and also on the inbound side as you approach the Squirrel Hill Tunnel seeing the usual backups there. Also slowing into the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, your big delays are on the inbound side. Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. In Moon Township, an accident University Boulevard at Patton Drive. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 37. Tomorrow, some sunshine. Then it will turn cloudy with a little rain late in the afternoon. Tomorrow will reach a high of 62. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds with a little rain. Tomorrow night's low, 45. Sunday, clouds will give way to some sunshine. It will be breezy in the afternoon. Sunday's high, 60. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Now, while the, uh, the big guy is saving the planet from being uninhabitable with his big plans for climate change, he's also going to be doing his best uh, to make sure that kids grow up hating America. It's all about critical race theory, and it could be coming to a school near you if it's not there already. Jonathan Butcher is the Will Skillman Fellow for Education at the Heritage Foundation, and he joins us now. Jonathan, thanks for being here. Great to be with you. So, um, just how ambitious is this administration's plan to get uh, critical race theory into public schools? Well, the most recent move came this week when the U.S. Department of Education is going to propose a rule that would award points to educators who want to apply for grants to teach history and civics in their school if they use critical theory. So what they've done is they've said there's this federal program to get money to teach these subjects, and teachers will get points on their application uh, for this federal money if they include the ideas of critical theory. Um, but um, I mean, how how specific would, would they have to be? I mean, what, what would... What would uh, satisfy the Department of Education that you're you're pushing it hard enough, or that you're doing it the right way? So that's a good question, and we won't really know until the rule is fully fleshed out. <clears throat> um, and it's right now, people can you can comment on the rule on the uh, the Federal Register's website. But what we do know is that in the announcement about this proposed rule, they the U.S. Department of Ed cited the 1619 project as well as material from the National Museum of African American History and Culture as uh, good examples of the kind of material they're looking for. What they didn't mention in this announcement is that the uh, Museum of African American History and Culture had to withdraw an educational infographic that they released last year that said ideas like being polite and working hard were evidence of systemic oppression. And they also didn't notice the pro- didn't mention the problems with the 1619 project that have been cited by uh, many historians. Yeah, that's a it's a it's it's a, a big lie is what it is. Now, the 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 uh, what you just mentioned there about um, in, in, it's not showing up on time and all the things that they they are teaching now that is a sign of white supremacy. Uh, the, the federal government is going to be encouraging schools to teach that to kids? Well, that's what they used as an example in this uh, announcement in the Federal Register. I mean, I think what's important to recognize is that this um, announcement from the U.S. Department of Education would insert critical theory into the nation's largest federal education law, the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, right? So the law that that governs how Washington interacts with our schools is now going to have a grant program attached to it that um, is not only acknowledging but encouraging critical theory. And that means that um, this is, uh, you know, this is part of a larger effort by the administration to inject critical theory uh, into uh, K-12 schools. And the announcement, the proposal actually said that, that it's part of a wider agenda. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm having a tough time today, uh, Jonathan, because I'm just being bombarded with stupidity. I just talked in the last segment about Joe Biden wearing a mask 
while he was doing a Zoom call with the leaders of the world, and he was in a room by himself after being having been vaccinated two months ago. I, I mean, things are happening that uh, it, it's almost like you're living in a in, a, in another uh, dimension. It just, just can't. I mean, what you just mentioned there about telling kids that that uh, you know showing up on time for work or or being conscientious that there's something wrong with that and people are people are pushing this stuff with a straight face and, and they're voting for people who are promising it to them it's just it, it's well, insanity that's out there it it certainly should be frustrating to parents i mean i would say you know there are signs of hope right there are state lawmakers who are looking at proposals that will um, not allow teachers to apply critical race theory on their students. So it's one yeah. thing to talk about critical race theory in a classroom and explain the ideas. It's another one to tell your students to act on it. And so there are lawmakers in Florida, Louisiana, New Hampshire, to name a few that are saying, um, you know, look, we need to recognize when critical instruction violates the federal civil rights law right? When it tells mm-hmm. people to treat others differently according to skin color. So now there's, there's some hope. I mean, state lawmakers are starting to act. Yeah, that's what I was, my next question was going to be. That in your piece, uh, you write about this, the, it's up to the states to stop this. Uh, do, do they have the power to do that? And do they first have to become aware, not just the state, you know, the, not the, the, the politicians, but the parents have to become aware of what's being taught to their kids in school. Sometimes they can go a long time without even realizing what they're being taught. So, I mean, where, how, yeah, how do you a, stop it? Yeah, without a doubt. And I was talking to a parent today who said that during the pandemic, they were able to see what their child was, you know, doing over Zoom with their teacher. And some of it, you know, really upset him. And, and, and he talked to, uh, uh, talked to the school principal about it. And that, I think, is what parents need to be doing right now. Uh, talking to their child's teacher, uh, going to school board meetings, and uh, and being ready to stand up and say, "Hey, look, we you know we don't want people, we don't want you to teach our children to treat people differently based on their skin color." Um, I think that uh, what your question about you know can state lawmakers do something about this? Hey, look, state lawmakers and state school and uh, local school board members. These are the people who adopt academic standards, right? These are the people who do choose what is in a school curriculum. So they most certainly can design materials that don't include uh, critical race theory, right? They can include materials and reshape, right, civics and history content around an appreciation for America's promise, acknowledging, right, what is in the past and what we need to learn from while not condemning America, right, as irredeemably racist. That's the goal. That's the goal that that teachers need to have and and school board members and state policymakers is to have that very well-rounded view of of American history. But but what about an individual teacher who has a problem with the indoctrination, has a big problem with it? Uh, Can individual teachers just refuse to teach it without losing their jobs? I mean, what protects them from having someone say, look, this this is the way we teach history, this is the way we're doing it, and you work here, and this is our policy, and this is what we're going to do, or you're fired. Yeah, I think there are some school systems that may uh, have that have those policies, right? New York City, for one, um, has the teachers' union there adopted a resolution in favor of the Black Lives Matter Week of Action, which has a statement of, that has all about uh, disrupting the nuclear family and affirming transgender um, uh, claims to rights and things like that. So there are definitely places where this is uh, more toxic than others. I would say, you know, the teachers have choices, um, especially uh, uh, with the options available to students today between charter schools, academic learning pods that came up during the pandemic, not to mention private schools. So, you know, I think that all of these school choice options that we've said are such a, a great opportunity for children, they're also great opportunities for teachers uh, to be able to live out their own values by finding a, a school that aligns with what they believe. And, uh, you know, Republicans have, have been talking a good game about school choice for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, I guess. Uh, they, don't, they don't seem to, th- that when it comes time to make the big push to get it, they always seem to fall short somehow. I don't know if it's just because they can't fight the unions. Uh, there are just too many Democrats running around and they can't get past them. I mean, 
so the, the, if this is going to be done at the state level, as you say, it's going to have to be Republicans who do it. Why should anybody have any confidence that they're going to do it this time? And, I, and when you're talking about school well, choice, because to me, that's the only way to avoid this. Yeah, and I think, you know, we there is room for optimism. Uh, two states that have very strong, uh, very strong union presence, Kentucky and West Virginia this year, both, uh, both of those states had new private school choice options uh, created by law uh, just earlier this legislative session. Uh, West Virginia yep. created an, an education savings account. Kentucky now has a private school scholarship option. Um, there's been mo- movements in Indiana um, as uh, they've attached some expansions to an existing program uh, in their state budget, um, as well as some other options. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's reason, I think, for us to, uh, uh, to be hopeful, right? I think that, um, you know, the sta- states are where education is a part of their state constitution. It's a state res- responsibility. Uh, so I think, you know, we can have, we can be optimistic. And, uh, and, and I think that we should be excited about the potential that these options can bring to students. Yeah, we we did a segment on uh, West Virginia when they made the announcement that they had pushed that through. They, uh, I think it's every uh, every kid gets forty six hundred dollars uh, to do with whatever the parents want to do with it. Um, and I think you're going to see. I'm hoping you're going to see uh, uh, schools pop up in West Virginia where the tuition just happens to be forty five hundred dollars a year. I think that's just going to happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm overly optimistic, but that's kind of the plan, isn't it? Well, I think what's great about the option in West Virginia is that it's a it's an education savings account, like they have in Arizona, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi, um, and North Carolina. So it's true. I mean, right? Parents can can spend that money on tuition, but they don't have to. They can use it to hire a personal tutor, find an educational therapist if their child has special needs. Um, they can buy materials to teach their children at home. So, you know, parents have, have options, right? They have different things that they can do. And I think that, that will help, I think, to, uh, to make even private schools mindful of where they need to set their tuition rates so that parents can choose other things that their child may need, right? The, a parent wants to be able to customize their child's experience. So, so it's an exciting opportunity. I mean, I, I think this is, this is the future of the way that education options are going to look for the next uh, in this next generation. We're talking to Jonathan Butcher. He's a fellow for education at the Heritage Foundation. Um, so how does the uh, the 14th Amendment come into play here? You write about that in your piece, um, that th- this could be the, the thing that the, uh, the people who are opposed to this could hang their hats on? Well, I think between the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, the Federal Civil Rights Act, and uh, other parts of federal law that deal with immutable characteristics, right, skin color, um, uh, race, and things like that. These are the things that we need to say, state lawmakers and local school officials, your responsibility should be to make sure that the content in K-12 curriculum uh, does not violate these provisions, right? It does not call for students to treat other kids differently because of their race, doesn't call for teachers to treat parents or students differently. I'll give you a quick example here. Out in California, there's a new math curriculum called Equitable Math. It was designed by um, uh, officials in school districts like Los Angeles and San Mateo and a couple of others. And in that curriculum, it actually says that teachers should change the way that they give homework based on a child's uh, race to accommodate a child's uh, ethnic background. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I mean that, that's preposterous, right? I mean, this is what the civil rights movement tried to stop. Um, we want to, you know, we're not no longer considering students based on how well they're doing in school and how much they understand the material. It's, you know, you're asking to treat them differently based on their skin color. So th- that's the kind of material I think that policymakers and attorneys need to be looking very hard at and making sure that, uh, that things like that are not becoming... Um, are not coming into the school system at all. Now, this is all, the whole CRT thing, the uh, critical race theory, is all just uh, Marxism with a fancy name, isn't it? I mean, that's where, well, that's where it originated. And... Yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's just where it came from. Uh, critical, critical theory was the original idea, and it was developed by some German Marxists in the 1920s who were frustrated that the working class in Germany 
didn't have a successful revolution in the same way that the Bolsheviks did in Russia around the same time. And so they sought to create the, the pure or authentic Marxism uh, as they defined it. So they wound up coming to the United States. They're actually chased out of Germany by the Nazis. And they came to the U.S. and they settled at Columbia University. And critical theory, eventually, um, it expanded and became um, or spun off, I guess, the idea of critical legal theory, which is the concept that American law is systemically oppressive. Critical legal theory in the 70s and 80s spun off something else, critical race theory, which adds on to both of those things, critical legal theory and critical theory. It adds to that the idea that you have to see the world through the lens of race. So America is oppressive. Everything is racist. And on top of that, uh, capitalism is a form of oppression. So you package it all together, and that's, that's what you've got today in the form of critical race theory. It absolutely has Marxist origins. Yeah, and making everything about races, uh, about race, I should say, wasn't an accident, was it? I mean, they they, they knew that that was a um, the way to go to uh, to reach their goal of more power than undermining well, the knew, U.S. Well, sure, and they knew that that was a sensitive spot in the United States, right? I mean, we should be very conscious of um, uh, the way that we Americans in the past didn't live up to our promise, right, as a nation uh, in terms of uh, slavery and Jim Crow laws. And, um, you know, this it should be a sensitive issue for, for us as Americans, understanding what our ideals are, right? Our mm-hmm. national identity, though, should be one that is always pursuing, right, greater opportunities for people no matter their background. And what critical race theory does is it says, no, the guilt is forever. The guilt is on America it is irredeemably racist. There is no reconciliation, right? There is only um, there is only white privilege, and there is only um, you know it, it can only be solved through ideas like reparations, um, which you know that could cause any number of problems in figuring out how much money and to whom, and uh, when it would end, and and all of that when it comes to to those ideas. So um, I'm I'm just about out of time. Uh, where's this? I have like less than a minute to go with Jonathan Butcher of the Heritage Foundation. Um, what happens now? I mean, is this is it as you say? Is this going to come down to this the states, uh, the state politicians uh, paying attention and doing something about it and not letting this kind of slip through? Is that what we're talking about here? Yes, I think it's important, especially at this moment in time, that state lawmakers and local education officials be very conscious of what's coming into schools. And uh, they need to make sure that whatever is coming doesn't violate federal law and, frankly, is is true and honest about America's past and about our promise of freedom and opportunity for everyone. Well, I'm, I'm, going, to, um, I'm going to make sure that I uh, contact some local Republican politicians to find out what they're doing about this, and I appreciate you uh, writing about this and letting this, making us aware that that's where it's going to have to be uh, taken care of at the state level. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. Okay, that's Jonathan Butcher, Heritage Foundation Fellow for Education, and look out for CRT. It's bad. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Steigerwald. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Remember, use that promo code STAG. 
This is Dennis Prager along with fellow host Mike Gallagher. We both want to invite you to join us for the trip of a lifetime to the Holy Land this October. I personally can't get enough of the great state of Israel and its historical significance. Join us to be amazed and inspired. Dennis and I have planned out every minute of this trip in detail with Salem Media Group and our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. You'll have the best experience imaginable. We're confident by October our trip will be safe. So register today worry-free until July 6th with no cancellation fees. We'll sail on the Sea of Galilee in boats that are replicas of the ones Jesus sailed in with his disciples. Experience unforgettable cuisine and join us for an authentic Sabbath service. It's something you'll never forget. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to register or call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Book worry-free until July 6th. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. You know, one of my favorite things uh, that I say, that I keep it handy because I want to drag it out, and today's a perfect uh, uh, time to do it with the talk about the climate and the, the, the summit that they're having. Uh, this piece that I found a while ago, uh, 50 Years of Failed Echo apocalyptic predictions this is from actually from two years ago now well, about a year and a half ago and just just as you're listening to the the people uh, in the next few days talking about how they're going to save us from the climate um here's here, here this is this is a i mean i can just pick this up and in 30 seconds find things for you this is a dire famine forecast by 1975 this was written in 1969 i think uh, Paul Ehrlich was the guy who wrote it, and then uh, here's another one: um, the FOP, uh, the uh, the trouble with almost all environmental problems, says Ehrlich, is that by the time we have enough evidence to convince people you're dead, we must realize. Now this is written in um, in 1969. Okay, we must realize, and I think this Paul Ehr- Dr. Ehrlich is still around. He's at least still being paid attention to. He may be dead, but they're still following his stupidity. We must realize that unless we are extremely lucky, everybody will disappear in a cl- <laughs> in a cloud of blue steam in 20 years. He was 37 years old at the time, so that's 1969. There's a good chance he's, uh, he's alive. If you don't disappear in a cloud of blue steam by Monday, I guess I'll talk to you then. But watch out for the climate. It's going to get you. I'll see you then. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.